Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Open your Bibles there. Divine pronouncements from Jesus Christ. We have been gathering now, this being the ninth week, the eighth beatitude that's more than one verse long. The theme today is persecution. <laughs> You're like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun message. And it's the words of Jesus. And these are these pronouncements that Jesus made that he would say, blessed, happy are you that are in Christ that follow these and you'll be blessed if you do them. Blessed if you observe them. Blessed if they frame your life. What I do know is that Christians are bullied all across the globe, all across our own country. Christians can simply lose their jobs many times because of Christian values and norms and convictions that they will state their life on. Some Christians, yes, are even hated because of their association with Jesus all over the world and even here in America. Christians, Christ followers, are isolated, they're targeted, they're made fun of, they're the casualties of situations and even shootings across our great land, America. Our playbook is different than the world's playbook. We've got a playbook, and it's called the Word of God, and I go, amen. And when you follow and practice the tenets of Scripture, man, you're on God's side. You're in God's way. You're in God's will. But it doesn't mean that life's going to just be great, and it's going to be sunshine, and there's not going to be shock and mess and and uh, unfairness, because I tell you over and over, fairness ended in the garden so long ago. I think about this every week. Yesterday, I was talking to a brother in Christ, and he goes, it's just not fair. And I hear that, I go, I know, it's not fair, but neither was the cross fair. But I'm grateful for the cross. So this morning, I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the world tells us that you're just an accident. <laughs> but Jesus says, I've made you, you are mine I am for you, and I have a purpose for you. Do you believe that this morning, church? Jesus said those things. And the world says, nobody is going to tell me what to do and how to live. And Jesus says, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and how to practice my life and live my life with presence and power and peace that you might rule with me eternally one day. And I'm glad Jesus didn't give up and go, hey, I'm, I'm going to get in on this thing. Pressure to conform. You're in the office, you're in the school, dirty jokes are told. You're invited to participate, to listen, whatever. Unethical events happen in your business, in your school. And Christians, Christ followers are being challenged to just give in, compromise. Because if you don't, you're a goody-goody. You're a Jesus person. You're a Jesus follower. You're a Jesus freak. I happen to think that's good. That was more of a word when I came to Christ in the 70s. People go, you're a Jesus freak. <laughs> and I didn't particularly like the word freak, but I went, well, so be it. I do love him, and I do follow him. And he makes sense, and he gives me peace, and he showed me how to deal with my sin. And, man, you're just crazy. <laughs> and they go, we are crazy. I said, I'll give you that. Enormous pressures on Christ followers today. It's always been, and it always will be until he comes again. I read this stat, I thought it was interesting, that each month, 322 Christians by this website are killed for their faith. 214 churches and Christian properties are destroyed by people that are against the cause of Christ. 
772 forms of violence are committed against Christians, such as beatings, abductions, rapes, arrests, forced marriages, blah, 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 all these different things. I mean, Christians, you're going, you're telling us this. What is Christian persecution? It is basically hostility put off on believers that believe in the cross and they follow Christ. And there's this harassment. There's this hazing. I know this morning you're going to go, who wants to be hazed? Who wants to be harassed? Who wants to be made fun of? And I'd go, none of us. But Jesus is blessed are the persecuted. So he knew that we would have to go that way. There'd be imprisonment, there'd be slavery, there'd be discrimination against all kinds of sorts, even death for some. The Pew Research Center, listen to this, over 75% of the world's population lives in areas with severe religious restrictions. And many of these people call themselves Christians. Persecution is the way of the world all over the globe. And in this country, we have some incredible freedoms and the opportunity to assemble freely and worship as we do today, go to small group and, and love the Word of God and take stands for Christ, and then we're made fun of for taking stands. But I just want you to, I want you to stand with me, because I want to read Matthew 5, 10 through 12. So stand with me for the reading of God's Word today. We haven't done this in a long time. And uh, yeah, man, y'all look good standing. If you've got your Bible, you might want to look there with me. I'm reading out of the NLT this morning, New Living Translation. I want to say that because I'm thinking if somebody's not in faith, they're like the NLT, the NRC, the CEV, the you know, NIV. You're like, y'all got all these code words. Okay, it's the Bible. It's a different translation. Turn to the person after church. They go, what is he talking about? Okay, here we go. Verse 10. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you. And say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You can be seated. You're saying, that is not the most encouraging verse you've ever read in this room. Why don't you read that verse about Zephaniah? The Lord sings over us. I love that verse. I love happy verses of, of the Gospels. I love the happy verses of the Psalms and all through Scripture. But there's a time that we have to say, Lord, what about this persecution thing? Because the Bible says that Christians have a couple reasons to rejoice. And one of those is that they know God. And they know that one day they will receive a reward happier those that get a reward we're all about rewards you've got kids at your house and you reward them for good behavior do you not and when your kid does what you've been begging them to do i mean we even get so silly and we did it with our kids and we do it with our grandkids kids when your kid poops in the potty you give them a reward do you not when they you're like yeah i wish somebody would give me a reward every time i went no that would be gross we reward people with cookies, with money, with favors. Teenagers are like, would you talk to my mom? Could she extend my curfew as a reward? Well, you don't talk to Blake. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you've earned that. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. But many say about Christians, and I hear this all the time today, you Christ followers are bigoted, you're prejudiced, you're racist, you're narrow-minded, and a bunch of other things. And I'm just reminded of the teachings of Jesus. Broad. 
is the road that leads to destruction and many will follow. But narrow is the way that leads to eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen? And there's a narrow road to following Christ. And somehow in our great country called America that I love, we've discounted the gospel of grace and we've made it a little cheaper than it really is. Because nobody wants to be persecuted. I, I ask myself a question. Does the church thrive under persecution? So I thought I'd ask you. Does the church thrive under persecution? Okay. I don't think you got your ears on. Okay. Let me ask you one more time. Not rhetorical. Does the church thrive under persecution? It does. If you look around the world this morning, this afternoon, this week, and you'll see where Christians that are being persecuted, martyred, destroyed, hung, strung, raped, violated, horrible, horrific acts. The church of Christ, maybe underground, is rising up and that body of believers is stronger than the church here in the Western world. The church has always thrived under persecution and the church always will thrive because we have a mighty conquering king named the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're saying, wow, man, you're, you're serious about this. The world persecutes the church. Look at the early church. Rome tried to persecute the church out of existence, and that didn't go so well for them. Look at the church in China. Despite tremendous persecution, the gospel goes forward and it does greater. But when we get lazy, complacent in our faith, in our Christianity, like we do so many times here in America, the church stalls. The church dies and I'm praying that the church will begin to thrive because we only have one hope, people, and that hope is Jesus. And you're saying, well, I think our hope is in the White House. Our hope is not in the White House. Our hope is not in the government. Our hope is not in our material possessions. Our hope is not in our education. Our hope is not in blank. Our hope it can only be in Jesus Christ. That's the way he's created us. Would you agree with me, church? First century Christians, they were persecuted. And the whole thing was... You had these ego-driven emperors and uh, Caesar and different ones, and he wanted everybody to say, Caesar is Lord. And if you would say Caesar is Lord, you would live. And the devout people of the way said, no, I cannot bow the knee. I can, cannot confess with my mouth. Caesar is not Lord. Jesus is Lord. And that meant Jesus is master. And those people lost their lives, and they were taken away from their families, and all kinds of things happened because it, it mattered when they took a stand for Christ. I've been thinking about persecution and studying this week, and I get all these different web uh, articles that come to my phone, to my devices, and, and, and it's so much overload, I can't read it all, but I was just intrigued, and I, so I, I just kind of do a quick scan, because I read all the time, and just, you know, it's just a proliferation of just material, and it's explosive, and who can read it all? But this one article, I went, wait a minute, I gotta read this. I said, oh man, it ties in with the day, and I just want to share just a portion of it with you. A frightening look inside North Korea's physical and spiritual torture of Christians. It says that there's documented incidents of Christians being hung on a cross over a fire, crushed under a steamroller, herded off bridges, trampled underfoot there in that nation. 
The report explains that Christians try to keep their faith a secret, even attempting to keep it from their loved ones. However, the government of North Korea is so suspicious of Christianity that they, in a ruthless manner, find believers out. They punish anyone associated with Christianity. They're then subject to detention, political prison camps, extrajudicial killing, extermination, enslavement, forced labor, uh, disappearance, rape, sexual violence, inhumane acts, not a good thing. But they're very extremely lenient toward Buddhism and other religions. And I went, huh? Because they adhere to the ancient leader idol worship of the Old Testament. And they worship Kims as their gods. And they do not want to bow the knee or submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. So believers there this morning are suffering or being persecuted for loving the way, for loving Christ. Their ideology is so different. I learned this. They're force-fed the ten principles from a very young age. And they have to evaluate themselves on their commandments. And it reminds me of what Jesus said. Listen to this. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake. But brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and children will rise against his parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Isn't that good news, church? So Jesus, from the very beginning, he told us, you're going to follow me. You're going to be followers of Christ. You're going to be persecuted. So in teaching the gospel as your pastor, I have to give you the full counsel of God that you go, wow. So this Christianity thing is not like just, hey, say a prayer, give your life to Christ, and you make lots of money next year. You want to get married, you get, a, you get married. You want to have kids, you have kids. It doesn't work that way. This means we're people of the way. We're people that follow the teachings of Jesus. We submit to him as Lord. And so from this global thing, man, it's crazy. But look here in the middle of your outline. Persecution is the mark of discipleship. You're a disciple of Jesus. Do you have the mark? You're going to be persecuted. See, if you try to play it so like this world and you try to uh, compromise in such a way, you probably don't. If you're not being persecuted today, I'd check out my salvation. I'd check about how much I really love Christ because when you really stand, you're going to be made fun of. Things are going to come against you. Teenagers, young adults, old adults, it doesn't matter. John 15, 8 through, uh, 18 through 20. It's going to come up on the screen. I want you to see this verse. If the world hates you, keep in mind they hated me first. If, it be- if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. And we're going to go through various texts today that Jesus is going to make it crystal clear. If you love me, you're going to suffer. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to hurt. But then I'm thinking, but man, did Jesus suffer? Man, was Jesus perfect, sinless, treated inhumanely by man? Yes. 1 Peter 4, 14 and 16, listen to this. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. For the spirit of glory of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal, even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. But praise God that you bear that name. When's the last time you just praise God that you suffered? 
You're like, eh, I don't know. And Jesus gives us these teachings for 2016 and 2017 until he tarries. As long as he tarries till he comes again, he goes, hey, you got to hang in there because there's a blessing. There's not a blessing for suffering for being stupid. There's not a blessing for suffering for being a criminal. I mean, hey, you brought, you brought it on yourself. But there is a blessing for suffering for being righteous in Jesus Christ. And the Lord just says, I want to bless you. 1 Peter 4, 14 from the message. If you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. Would you just write on your outline today, because I I really didn't put many notes, but I just want you to see it. Count yourself fortunate when you suffer. Count yourself fortunate when you're persecuted for Jesus' sake. And man, today, this teaching would go would be caught with such vigor and energy and vitality by the underground church or the persecuted believers. But when we hear it, we go, man, kind of a bummer, kind of a downer, kind of hard to hear some of the teachings of Jesus. And I go, yeah, some of the teachings of Jesus are hard. No, some of the teachings of Jesus are difficult, but they're eternal. And they're God's life and there's word. And so look at the second one here. Persecution is an inevitable clash between two irreconcilable value systems there's a system in this world and there's a system of god there's a system of this world and there's a system of the kingdom and you have to adhere you have to submit you have to surrender you have to pledge allegiance to one of those systems and if you pledge allegiance to the system of this world you might get along better with others i don't know things might go good for you in this world but they won't eternal they want them for the world to come. And Jesus is just, this persecution, there's consequences. It's going to be hard. But remember what we read? But blessed are those that are persecuted for my name's sake, for righteous sake. Now, when you get persecuted for uh, your own uh, sin, for your own uh, desires, for your own actions, for your own weirdness, for your own being obnoxious, <laughs> I mean, don't raise your hands. Have you ever met any weird, obnoxious Christians? probably you can shake your heads yes if you have yeah and sometimes they get persecuted because man it is it is kind of odd okay but but we get persecuted for for loving christ for following christ for doing the things that christ wants us to do it's okay i think god gives us extra grace he gives us support he walks with us he's you know the whole and, and then in this verse i don't know if you caught it here he says Blessed are you that suffer for me, but be happy about it. One translation says, rejoice and leap for joy. I don't know the last time I saw any Christians leaping for joy when they were persecuted. Especially in the world I live in here in Alabama in the Bible Belt. I I just don't see people usually jumping up and down because they're being persecuted, because they're being, uh, you know, uh, counted fortunate for following Christ. But the Bible says there's a great reward and you're in great company. The great reward is yet to come, and we're not even sure of what all that means, but if Jesus said it's great, it's going to be incredible. I, I can't even imagine how good it's going to be. And then he goes, you're in, you're in the good company. You're in great company. You're in the company of the prophets, of the ones that live before us, the ones that pointed people to God. And you're in their company. You're, you're in their tribe. You, you've joined their, their army. 2 Timothy 3.12. This scripture is going to come on the screen. I want you to write it down in your notes if it's not in there. In fact, anyone, the Bible says, who belongs to Christ and wants to live right will have trouble from others. Now, leave that on the screen for a moment. If you belong to Jesus and you live righteously, you you live like Christ, you desire to to please him, you're going to have trouble. 
Jesus didn't miss any words there. He just went, you're going to have trouble. You know, I would like for it to go, if you live right, you're going to have peace, and you'll have plenty of money and plenty of health, and your life is going to be great till you die and you go to meet God. But Jesus says, you're going to have trouble because the world's not going to understand you, and the world's going to be uh, offended by you, you know, because the light has shined, and you're the light in Christ. And when you shine on darkness, the darkness doesn't like it. The darkness is exposed. I have people a lot of times go, I want to see my mom. I want to see my dad. I want to see my brother. I want to see my uncle. I want to see my boss. I want to see my friend come to Christ. And like they seem to be very uncomfortable when I'm around them. And you're just trying to be a witness, an instrument for Christ. And it's, it, your, your righteousness reflects and it, sometimes it makes them look bad. And you don't want them to look bad. You just want them to know Christ. And you just, they're your friend. You just care about them. And, and the darkness is never like the light. So they, they collide. And that's how it is as we follow Christ. We're, we're persecuted. In the Western world, we're sho- we're, we seem to be shocked by this. But I don't know why. Because the happy ones uh, are persecuted, said Jesus. But you know what I know about America? America is a sad nation. We probably spend more money on pills and things to take the, uh, you know, whatever off of us so, so we can cope and, and or drink more or whatever. And uh, suicides seem to be so rampant in our nation. And people aren't happy. And Jesus says, happy? He went, happy are the persecuted. And I, I read this, I go, Jesus, this is counterintuitive. This is, this is countercultural. Jesus, this is happy. What? Let me read that again. God blesses those who are persecuted. Happy are those who are persecuted. Be happy about it. Be very glad. Huh? That's what Jesus said. And one day we'll get to go home and Hopefully we'll live in heaven and we'll dwell with Christ forever and we'll ask Jesus, Jesus, why was it like that? Maybe Jesus will explain all the fullness and we'll go, wow, I, I just never understood that. I just know a life devoted to righteousness means tough. Here it is. Young people, young adults, they commit themselves to purity. They're made fun of. Remember that great track star was her name, Lola Jones? Remember the article a couple years ago on ESPN? She stood for Jesus. She said, I'm a 29-year-old virgin that loves Christ. And the, and the commentator made fun of her. And he kept probing her. And she looked at him and she said this. The toughest thing I've ever done is not to be an Olympic champion, but is to keep my purity one day at a time. Somebody need to hear that today. We fight for purity. And when you try to follow the ways of Christ, and you won't cut the corners on that business deal, and everybody goes, everybody shaves off this. Nobody does that. Don't pay tax on that. The government, they don't know what to do with it anyway. They're dumb. Hey, do this, do that. Man, you get persecuted. You get pushed away. I mean, I've had situations over my life where I go, I've got to stand for Christ in this situation. And therefore, I was not invited back to the next event. And I got to tell you, I like people. And when I didn't get, it used to just bother me to know. You know I can't believe they're not inviting me. I go, Donna, they don't want me to come. I want to be a part. Keith, you probably make them feel a little uncomfortable. Well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't standing up on a soapbox and preaching. I just wanted to go. I know, but you took a stand on that, and that was uncomfortable. They didn't want to deal with it. I go, oh, okay, all right. So, all right, uh, you walk humbly with God. What happens? 
It exposes people. Man, when I walk with God, you walk with God. Man, I love walking with strong Christians because, man, their life shines for Christ. And sometimes I am so convicted by your life because you are so much like Jesus in that area of your life. And his glory falls upon you and it reflects. And I go, wow, that's what a Christian looks like. But it should be true of all of us. We, I'm not that we're going to be perfect. We're going to blow it. I'm going to tell you, this afternoon, next week, I'm going to blow an area or two, and it is not going to be good. And you, you, some of you are saying, well, hey, can I come and testify? I blew it in 15 areas already this morning, and right now I'm blowing it because I don't even like you, okay? Well, man, you, you need to come out of this altar and just start praying right now, okay? But we, we struggle. Hey, would y'all say church that we struggle? Do y'all struggle? Let's just be honest. Does anybody in here struggle today? Do you struggle to be righteous? Well, no, you're righteous. If you're in Christ, Jesus says you're righteous. You're a saint. You know, this morning, St. Robert, you know, wouldn't it be good? St. Mike over there. St. Saint Adam. St. Adam, how you doing? St. Jack. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we all went, hey, hey, we used to have a guy in our church, and I met him, I said, what's your name? He said, Saint John. I said, this guy's got the gospel down. He goes, no, it really is. It's Saint. I said, no, you, you're kidding me. And the guy fought in World War II. He was the oldest member of our church until Jesus took him home. He goes, my name is Saint John. And I said, you really are a saint, aren't you? And he loved Christ. He said on that back row, he'd go to sleep with the best of them. <laughs> now, let me tell you, he had a condition. He was with me. He, he loved his pastor. He would tell me one day he embarrassed me so much. He was in uh, the emergency room, and they had all kind of stuff hooked up to him. And he kept trying to tell his three nurses about how he loved his pastor, and his pastor did this. I'll be like, stop. Dude, you're sick. You're dying. Look, listen to them, you know? And he kept on. And, man, I mean, he, he would just do that. But other times he'd come and he'd tell me, he said, I was, I was just in Tim's class this morning. Tim talked about this, and I learned this, and you said that. And so he did sleep because he had a condition. But then sometimes he'd wake up and be fully alert. But St. John, and we're saints in Christ. We're righteous. We, we suffer sometimes. Uh, you're spiritually, just write this thought down. When you're spiritually minded, you will expose the world. And as Christians, we should expose the world of its missing the mark, of its sin of this darkness, and Christ gets honor. So, Lord, we, we love you. We rejoice. We be glad. Great is our reward, and we rejoice in you. And the most persecuted group, I think, on the planet, they're Christians. And, you know, I, I read one study that said 70 million have died for faith since the resurrection. 35 million have died in the last 35 years of that 70 million. All I know is this morning, through ISIS and through all kinds of things around our world, believers or suffering underground in the church but let me just give you a couple of bonus things that might help you in this opposition can make you and me more like jesus opposition just makes us like christ and we are opposed as as we follow christ but listen to what scripture says in john 15 18 through 20 when the world hates you remember it hated me first the world would love you if you belong to it but you don't I chose you out of the world, and that's why the world will hate you. But no servant's greater than its master. So since they persecuted me, they will persecute you too. Now, keep hammering that verse because I want you to know we're in good company. We're in the company of Jesus. And when we oppose the teachings and and the ways of this world, people are going to come against us. They're going to make fun of us. We're going to be discouraged. We're going to be fatigued. 
uh, John 3, 19. The light is coming to the world, but the people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Evil is never going to love light. But Christ is greater. He's the champion. And 1 Peter tells us, count yourself fortunate here as we talk about Look at the second one. Opposition will deepen my faith. I think these points are in, in, in the screen there. They're, I think they'll come up for you. Opposition will deepen my faith this morning. How many of you believe that? You're persecuted. It has a great opportunity to build spiritual muscle character, and it develops you as a follower of God. And God, somehow you want to develop us through this and, and that we stand for you. And listen to what it says in 1 Peter 1.7. These troubles will, will prove that your faith is genuine. Just as gold is purified by fire and heat, so your faith, which is far more precious than gold, must also be purified by fire so it may endure. And then you'll receive praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the entire world. I don't know about you, but I'm longing for the day when Jesus splits the sky, when Jesus reveals himself to the universe that he is the God of everything as he already has. But when he finally and everybody finally reveals and every knee does finally bow and every tongue does confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's going to be a praise day. What would you say, church? Man, that's the day I, I hope we live for. And the third thing is opposition gives me eternal rewards. We already read in this passage here, be happy, be very glad. A great reward awaits you. This, this afternoon, if I said, this next Thursday, I want you to come to my house. We have a great reward that awaits you if you do this, this, and this, and this, and it's sitting in the garage, and I can't wait. What would you, man, you'd be like, I can't sleep this week. I'm so excited. Man, there's a reward. I'm awaiting it. What's it going to be? And you get over there, and there's a brand new Jaguar sitting in the garage, and I go, it's for you. That ain't going to happen. Or, and, uh, or you just go like, what is it? But here it is. God says, I've got a great reward for you. He didn't even really tell us what it is. I'm just like, well, Jesus, I don't know what it is, but I want it. How many of you want rewards? Don't you like rewards? Hello, you can respond. How many like rewards? I want rewards. Hey, if, if every Sunday I started giving out rewards and, and I said, Robert, I want you to pick your two volunteers of the year next weekend and 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 i want you to give this to them and i've got two five hundred dollar rolls in my pocket and i just give them to robert and say robert and and robert just randomly just gives a volunteer two five hundred dollars what do you think would happen i promise you next week they'd come back they'd probably tell their friends to come back you'd be like man they give out rewards well, here's a reward. I'm just trying to drive the point, guys. I don't want to miss this reward that Jesus says great as a reward for being persecuted. You're like, well, man, you're making it sound like it's fun. Let's go get persecuted. Let's go get beat up. Well, I don't think we want to get beat up. I'll send you. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, a couple of things. Don't be surprised when you get a trial, when you get persecuted. Don't be afraid when you get rejected. If you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. But don't be afraid. Don't worry. Instead, worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if you're asked about your Christian hope, always be prepared to explain it. 1 Peter 3, 14 and 15. Just be prepared. It's called apologetics. Be ready to defend your faith. Jesus, help me to be worthy. Help me. Thank you that you count me fortunate to suffer. I got to thinking about it the other day that how blessed these people are. And it's horrible. All these things that I told you is happening in North Korea or 
uh, Syria or different parts of the world, man, it's, it's not good. Even in our own country, people being persecuted, it's not good, but Jesus says, but it's worth it. Endure to the end. You'll be saved. So it, it'll be worth it. Don't be ashamed. Stand for truth. Listen to this verse, 1 Peter 4, 16. It's no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Instead, thank God for the privilege of being called by his name. Jesus, we, I, belong to you. And I counted a joy today to suffer. The Apostle Paul in prison, and we went through the whole study as we studied Philippians. He considered it all joy to knowing Christ and the power of his resurrection. And somehow the fellowship, one translation says the participation in his suffering. See, all through Scripture, this, this persecution, this suffering theme runs. And I think God's just trying to teach us and clarify and recognize there's a source of the opposition. Who, who's the opposition? Now, don't name anybody in the room, okay? That is not the real opposition. It's Satan. It's the prince of darkness. It's the prince of this world. Now, some people choose to let him work through them really good. <laughs> and that's where you name names, but don't name names, okay? Matter of fact, fill in this blank here. I, I think it's helpful. Persecution comes through people but is from satan it comes through us people persecute us people persecute us but ultimately that comes from the throne of darkness and there's a lot of persecution and maybe some of you have experienced unbelievable persecution in your life and some of you will and i, I don't know the state of our nation or where we might be in five or ten or fifteen or twenty years but i promise you this world this morning, the gospel is suffering. The gospel people are being persecuted. Our brothers and sisters in Christ today are suffering greatly for Jesus. And somehow, I'm always reminded of the great story of Stephen, man. I love that when I read Acts. And Stephen, man, stood for the church and they stoned him. And when he looked up to heaven, I love it. It's the only place I've ever read it in the Bible. And I've read the Bible several times. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, the King of glory, stood up. And he looked down at the boy, Stephen, and he took notice that he had been faithful through the persecution. I want Christ to stand for me. How about you, church? Because I'll stand for him. If I said, would you die for Christ? You'd go, yeah, I'll die for Christ. I want to ask you a, a better question. Will you live for Christ? Will you live for Christ today? That's really the whole thrust of this because Jesus says, great is your reward. Blessed are they that are persecuted, that live for me. They refuse to retaliate. They refuse to give control to the other person. They refuse to pay back uh, evil with more evil. They just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, count me worthy. Count me fortunate. I'm in with you, Jesus. I'll follow you. I, I know this is a hard message to preach, a hard message to hear, but at the end of the, day, end of the day, I hope we respond with a blessing. Listen to this, Luke 6, 27 to 29. Jesus said this, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. You're going, huh? Let's read it again. Jesus said, love your enemies. I just want to know, 
Would anybody be willing to stand if you have a hard time loving your enemies? I'm standing. Just stand with me right now if you have a hard time loving your enemies. Okay? If you have a hard time doing good to those who hate you, could you stand for that? Okay. How many of you? You bless those who curse you. That, that's an easy one. No, it ain't either. Pray for those who hurt you. Is that, is that hard? Somebody asked me one time, they go, Pastor, how do you purpose to keep a pure heart? Notice the words purpose. I go, I pray for those that hate me. I pray for those that come against me. I pray for those that want to take me out. I pray, I pray for those that insult me because I don't want to lose the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. I'm not able I got people, I tell you all the time, I do 45-minute prayer walks daily. So if you ride by me and I don't wave, don't think I'm being rude. I'm talking to Jesus, okay? And I pray. And sometimes in that prayer, the Holy Spirit will come on me so strong, and he'll start saying, we just need to pray for people that don't like you right now, and let's just bless them. And where they've been cursing you, I want to bless them today. And I used to go, I ain't doing that. And I tell you, some days... I scare some people. I'll be walking down the sidewalk, and I'll be talking to Jesus, and sometimes I'll just be going, Lord, I want to bless. And your name might have been in there. I don't know. And I go, Lord, I want to bless them right now. And I had a lady one day. She turned up in a flower bed and looked at me like I was crazy. And then the Lord revealed to me, you ought to be a little quieter in your prayer time when you're walking in the neighborhood. And I tell you all that, you all laugh. But is this not the words of Jesus this morning? We want to bless those. The worst persecutor of the church was the Apostle Paul, and yet he gave greater glory to God than anybody I read about in Scripture. So Paul, a persecutor, you're, you get persecuted. Take a risk. Be courageous. I don't know. I, I could go on and on. I, I, I just want you to know I love you. I'm fixing to wrap this message up because i got another 30 minutes worth of material and I can't get there. But it ain't time to sit down. We're fixing to leave. Okay. Hey, it'd be okay with y'all if we leave? Blessed are they that are persecuted. Happy are those that are persecuted. For great is your reward in heaven. I want a reward. You want one. But the reward that I really want is the reward of Jesus. Well done. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant would be said of you. I was persecuted for my master. He is my Lord. Not Caesar, Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day that you've riveted our souls. You've drawn us to the cross of mercy and grace. Lord, send us out today, Lord. Help us to stand for our faith, whether we're a young person or old person or young or in between. But Lord, help us to not compromise the gospel. Help us to live righteously that somehow you'll say, I consider you fortunate that you would suffer for my namesake. Happy are you. Great is your reward that awaits you. In Jesus' name, amen.